Welcome back to the Metal Exchange. This is Chris. I'm here with Justin, and we return for our 20th episode. And uh, this one is, I don't want to call it an outright request because I feel like I I wasn't asked by the band to do this. I I want to make that very clear. It was just the guitar, one of the guitar players just said it would be cool to hear you talk about our album. And so I took it upon myself to recommend it as you know a uh, a uh, request week album but um uh how how are you doing justin i am doing very very well it's fun it's funny i i i think that's a request and and, and maybe you won't frame it that way T- to me that's a request but i'll say this we actually have had a bunch of requests come in and and ironically they've been all kind of all over the map uh in terms of genre and and albums and stuff like that and we actually had two requests for the same band for a uh like a much smaller progressive metal band that was kind of surprised because it was two people that don't know each other. I obviously complete strangers. Um, so it's, it's just interesting when we see these requests come in and, and they're coming in at such a, such a fast clip that we may actually incorporate more than just the one a month, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, this is an album I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, I'm happy that the guitarist reached out and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm actually uh, looking forward to hearing more about uh, how you found out about the band because I believe you were the one who introduced me to the band at, at a point in time. So um, that'll probably be new information for me. Um, so uh, I, I wanted to ask, um, what have you been listening to this week? Anything uh, across your desk that uh, you've really enjoyed or caught your interest? Yeah, there, there were two things in particular. And then I just got a quick story for you, which is uh... – kind of interesting and a little sobering at the same time. I'll, I'll get to the albums that I that I wanted to just talk about first. There's a band out of Houston who I had never heard of. They're called Framing Skeletons. They came out with a new uh, album called Luminescence. Um, they are really, really good. And the songwriting was particularly good for a band that's a fairly new uh, prog metal band. And the, I thought the production was actually quite good too, because all you know, even the bass really just sticks out in terms of what they're doing. So I'm going to post one of their tracks this week. Again, they're called Framing Skeletons. They're out of Houston, Texas, and, and I think that's definitely worth a listen. And then uh, something in the polar opposite vein, uh, the new Blood Red Hourglass single called Drag Me the Rain uh, just came out. They're a, a melodic death metal band from Finland. Uh, I enjoyed their last album uh, because they really kind of put the melodic in the melodic death metal, which is something I always look for in that genre. And, and I just I thought the single was great. So I look forward to uh, hearing the full album when it's released. I think it's coming out this spring. Very cool. I'll have to check those out myself. One one other thing I, I just thought you'd get a kick out of. Do you remember that band Mind Odyssey? It was they were like a German prog metal band, kind of in the vein of like a Queensryche or an early Fates Warning, and then they kind of morphed into like a more obscure or more offbeat progressive metal band as time went on. Do you remember them? Yeah, I mean actually you know, we always kinda of go back to talking about that 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 initial mixtape that you know our friend Ralph made for me when we were in high school and um I remember that the song I've opened my eyes was on that uh, on that mixtape by, by Mind Odyssey. And I figured to myself like, oh, there's a band I'll probably hear from again. And I, I don't know that I've ever really heard much from them again after that. But yeah, I am. I am definitely remember that one song. Yeah, that, that was an awesome song. That was the last song on their debut release, Keep It All Turning. It came out in 1993. And to me, it kind of has, at least in retrospect, like an, uh, a, a late nine, or I should say, or an early nineties, uh, Queensryche, as I said, Fate's Warning vibe to it. Really cool stuff. They came out with a, a bunch of albums after that, um, in the mid to late nineties. 
the their best to me was a, an album called Nailed to the Shade. It came out in 1998. Really, really interesting stuff. Uh, and an album that I actually go back to even to this day. But the reason I bring this up is a friend of mine had sent me a text message about, uh, well, I guess we, I should say we were talking about other things. This band came up and I had asked him if he remembered Mind Odyssey. And he goes, yeah, you know, never really my thing, but I do remember it. And I asked him if he had heard their newest release, Time to Change It. They had reformed um, after their late 90s breakup. And he goes, no, I never heard it. I never really had an interest in hearing it. And I said to him, oh, it came out a couple of years ago. And then I looked and it came out in 2009. And I said to myself, my God, where does the time go? It's been a, it's been 12 years since their uh, re-released album came out, or I should say that, that their new album came out. I was not really a fan of the album, but it just goes to show you that like time flies on you, man. Literally, that album came out in 2009, and it felt like it came out three years ago. Oh my god, that's wild! Yeah, so, it's, are they it's still around? Did you mention are they still around? Or yeah, so like I said, they broke up in the late 90s, reformed to come out with this album in 2009, and then haven't been heard from since. So I have to think that they're dormant at this point. Right. Uh, don't don't really waste your time so much with the 2009 release. But if if you if you're looking to go back to to the old stuff, check out Nail to the Shade. It's kind of a underground progressive metal masterpiece, at least in my eyes. Yeah, maybe we can talk about it in uh, a future episode. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Uh, do, have you heard anything good this week? Uh, you know, four albums came out on Friday, and I managed to listen to about half of one of them, and that was the new Epica album, Omega. And, uh, you know, what I heard so far, I listened to the first six tracks, seven tracks. Um, just, you know, we were talking about Amorphous being this uh, just consistent band like every album is great epica i think deserves to be in that conversation as well it's like every album they come out with is really really strong and this one at least the first half is is no exception um Anike van giersbergen uh also released uh, her first solo album in a while at least her first uh, studio solo album in a while the darkest skies are the brightest uh evergrey uh released their new album escape of the phoenix and moonspell released their new album uh Hermitage. Um, I'm looking forward to listening to all of them. The Evergrace singles I've heard so far are some of the best for me, and I've never been a professed Evergrace fan. Um, some of the best Evergrace songs I've ever heard. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the whole thing and maybe finally having a newfound respect for for Evergrace, who you know I, I've just always kind of considered a, li- a little bit overrated based on like- yeah it, actually that's it's it's kind of funny i have to add them to the list of albums to choose because um they are at least for us i guess very polarizing i love some of their stuff and some of it is uh just better than others i guess there, there was a period there um in the kind of the mid 2000s late uh, you know 2010ish area they came out with a couple of albums that haven't really done it for me but i thought the last two albums and then the new one the th- this being the third they've really returned to form and i and i i think there's a reason for that but that's a story for another episode i'm a huge fan of in search of truth and recreation day and some of those older evergrey albums i think our opinions differ on that but i'm i'm curious to hear your thoughts when you hear the full album i think um I think it's very good. I'm not saying I'm not going to say it's better than the last one. I just think it was a solid release, and I'm very curious to hear what you think. It's um, they're very consistent as well, or at least they've kind of gone in waves where they'll release two or three albums in a row that are just fantastic, and then a couple that you know I, I just think are not maybe don't hold up quite as well. But then, but they've been on a hot streak as of late. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And another thing I, I definitely wanted to uh, point out is that there's a couple of singles that have been released from this project called Heart Healer, which was done by uh, Magnus Carlson, who um, is a guitar player for Primal Fear, and he also has his own band, uh, Magnus Carlson's. What I'm sorry, Freefall. what is it called? What's that? Freefall. Freefall. Freefall? Yes. Yes. Um, and he's working on this new project with all. Uh, female vocalists seven of them and um so they released uh one track with nora from battle beast and they released another track called this is not the end which i think has all seven vocalists on it and uh the the cast uh includes adrian cohen from seven spires island who um is in the band Her Chariot Awaits and used to sing for Serenia, who we mentioned last week, I believe. Uh, Netta Loren, who's the singer from Smack Smackbound and also has a project that she's working with with Nora from Battle Beast. Uh, Yumna from Ostera, uh, kind of a, a probably a lesser known prog metal band. Uh, Nora, as mentioned, Margarita Monet, who's the singer from Edge of Paradise, and uh, somebody we all know, Annette Olsen uh, from The Dark Element and formerly of Nightwish. So with a cast like that, I mean, I am uh, the two songs I've heard so far are fabulous, and I really can't wait to hear the rest. Yeah, you've been you've been uh, off the air plugging that one song with with all the singers, and I can certainly understand why. I'm, you know, I'm a big Magnus Carlson mark. I think he just writes fantastic, catchy songs and everything the guy touches, um, I at, at, the, at a minimum enjoy. And some of it I just absolutely love. And I think back to some of those um, Alan Land albums and stuff like that. And, and the guy is just like a, a gifted, gifted songwriter. And, and he really kind of went all out finding a bunch of um, really talented female vocalists to sing on this. So when you have all seven voices on one track it really does kind of stand out i mean typically like when something like this gets announced and i've actually heard of every singer that's usually a sign that it's something that i'm going to be super excited about um it's kind of like uh like almost like an all-female avantasia in a lot of ways we'll see what kind of style or, or what kind of story the the album tells you know, in a macro sense, when you listen to the whole thing, start to finish. I don't know if there's supposed to be a story and they're playing parts or it's just, you know, just an album full of songs. But um, I mean, so far, so good. I, it's definitely something that's on my on my radar and, and I'm looking forward to, to hearing. Something so, to um, uh, definitely keep an eye on and look forward to. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, move on to our uh, topic of the week. And that, that being um, Vanishing Point, the uh, Australian band based out of Melbourne, and um, their album that came out last year, uh, Dead Elysium, which uh, fans waited a long time for. Um, it was a six-year uh, break since their previous album, Distant is the Sun. And, um, you know, I know personally I heard uh, from some of the members of the band, particularly uh, guitar player Chris Porcienko, that, um, you know, there was just uh, a lot of, like, scheduling conflicts and I think Silvio's health was uh, he wasn't feeling well for a time and but i mean once this thing came together um i mean wow and we'll get into details but uh i'm curious like i said before um where did you first hear about vanishing point because their first album was released in 1997 so there are no spring chickens to say the least but uh you know when did you become aware of them and what did you hear and tell me uh your story 
Yeah, so it, it's interesting. I had never heard of them when In Thought had come out. That was their debut album, and it's a little bit raw and a little bit rougher than than everything that kind of came after it. Their second release, which some people would consider um, their their best album, called Tangled in Dream, it came out in two thousand. I heard of the band after this album came out, but I had never heard the band. I had just heard of this album. Um, at the time, I was a huge, and I, I, it's no secret, I was a huge Dream Theater fan. And a lot of Dream Theater fans had gotten into this Australian prog metal band called Vanishing Point right after Tangled and Dream had come out. And I had never heard a note of their albums. Uh, it was, you know, they weren't the most, uh, the, the easiest to, to get at that point. And it wasn't like you could just go on YouTube and, and kind of just, check out some of the songs. So I, I have vivid memories of them recording a um, an acoustic set for an FM radio station in late 2003. And that was, again, on the heels of this, um, of this album. So what I wound up doing is uh, they had posted something on their website saying they wanted to make it available uh, to hear this acoustic unplugged set. Um, in early 2004. So my first exposure to the band was downloading this acoustic set and hearing a bunch of tracks from the first two albums. And I was, uh, I was floored because it was obviously very stripped down and, and basic, but the melodies is really what stood out to me. Uh, you know, some of these prog bands, they kind of go off in directions and you can't really, I mean, the songs are all over the place. That was the complete antithesis of Vanishing Point to me back in 2004 because it was just so melodic and so catchy and and the songs kind of stayed with you as opposed to them just showing off their chops because obviously they were very talented musicians. So I I heard this broadcast and then immediately bought a copy of um uh you know uh, of uh, Tangled in Dream in close proximity I was able to track down a copy and since then I've managed to purchase every single release but like you said they're a band that they don't release albums very often and there's often big gaps of five or even seven years in between albums uh so so when I heard that Dead Elysium was coming out I was very excited yeah same here and I mean when the band played at, at Prague Power and I'll probably tell some stories from that um you know, they were talking about how they were, you know, still in the process of recording it. And this was three or four years ago, I believe. Um, but, you know, as you describe them, I mean, that's th- that's the kind of prog metal that I glom onto right away is when I hear a band that has these sort of catchy hooks and um, and that this the melodicness, you know, I think of of other like prog bands like Royal Hunt or um Vandenplas is another one where like you just listen to them and like it's instead of like kind of like what I mentioned with Zero Hour where it's it's very like technical and, and meandering at times like this is really like just straight to the point like you know kick your kick your ass like metal and that's why this was a band that for me was like easy to, to get into right away even though I tend to be you know more of a power metal guy than a prog metal guy um this this is one of my favorite prog metal bands. Um, and I don't even know if I would necessarily... I mean, I, I understand they're a prog metal band. There's no question about it. But to me, I always just considered them more of like a melodic metal band because it's it almost borders on the melodic more than it does the progressive. I, I, but that's just me. I, I don't know that everyone would agree. But to me, they're just like almost like an easy listening melodic band because as, as talent again as talented as they are, I don't know that their chops shine through as much as they probably could because they they, they emphasize the songwriting. 
Yeah. That, I mean, that's, I agree with you. I mean, we don't really need to particularly put a, a label on them. I, I have them labeled in my library as melodic progressive metal, which is kind of like both of what <laughs> we're saying, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my, my introduction to Vanishing Point was through Sonata Artica. And for those who don't know, um, Vanishing Point opened for Sonata Artica. And I got to hear the story from Chris himself, which was a real blast because I remember telling him that, you know, I knew the song Two Minds, One Soul because Sonata Artica, I guess, after they had gone on tour with Vanishing Point, they liked the song so much that they asked to cover it and they released a studio cover of it. And it came out on um, one of their singles, I think, during the... um, I want to say it was during the Winter Hearts Guild recordings. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it might have been Reckoning Night after that. Um, but somewhere in that area, I remember hearing that single and, and that song. And I was like, oh, what a good song. And then it would, said Vanishing Point cover. And I'm like, oh, they must be like, must be this huge band that Snot Arctica's go Because, you know, Snot Arctica had covered the Scorpions and Iron Maiden and all that. So I'm Halloween like, wow, and all yeah, that other who's stuff. Who's Vanishing yeah. Point? That must be, it must be a huge deal. I remember that too. And I was like, you know, sometimes you see bands do covers and you're not terribly surprised, even if it's outside their genre, but to hear this like power metal band who, and again, at the time they recorded the cover, they were, uh, they were you know very much different than the Sonata article we now know today. And just in terms of their, you know, it was a classic, uh, prog, you know, power metal band. And then here they are covering basically a prog band from Australia that, not many people had heard of, especially at that point. I was like shocked. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I, Tangled and Dream was my first exposure to the band. So I was, I was shocked that they had covered, uh, Two Minds, One Soul, but I, they did a great job. And you know what? That's something we should probably post as well, just because it's, it's, it's so well done. Yeah. It's definitely worth hearing. And, uh, so then I think the first Vanishing Points, you know, actual song that they wrote and performed that I heard was Somebody Save Me from the, uh, embrace the silence album and i think that was at a time it was in around 2005 2006 where um you know i had just finished i had gotten out of college the year before and i kind of lost track of some of the newer bands and i was just i really was only following the bands that i kind of got into in high school and wasn't really opening myself up to new stuff and i think you had suggested just a a number of different bands that you thought i would like power quest being one of them and I remember you saying, check out this song, Somebody Save Me by Vanishing Point. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is definitely my sort of thing. And then after that, you know, I would go on to purchase their their next couple albums, Fourth Season and uh, Distance, and Distance is the Sun or Distant is the Sun, I should say, which I very much enjoyed. Um, and that was by the time that came out in 2014, I was back, you know, listening to, to metal again, you know, with a with a, with a vengeance making up for lost time, I suppose. But, um, you know, that album came out in 2014 and in between the time that that album was released and, and that Elysium was released last year, um, you know, vanishing point had been invited to come to Prague power USA and play their first and up to this point only, uh, show in the U S uh, tell me, uh, what, <laughs> what happened to you that year? Yeah, I, I didn't see the show. I, I uh, celebrated the birth of my second daughter. So uh, I, I was not at the show that year. And, and ironically enough, um, as much as I obviously enjoy the festival and I've basically been there every year, um, this was one of the bands that I was looking forward to the most. 
and I never got to see them. So I'm hoping that at some point they make their way back here just because um, obviously, I, I, you know, and we'll get into Dead Elysium, obviously a very, very strong album, but I, 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 I never got the chance to see them. And they're one of the few bands that are like kind of on my bucket list. And the irony is I would have, I would have obviously had the chance to see them. It just, uh, it just wasn't meant to be for, for other reasons. All right. Well, let's get, we'll get back to uh, Prague Power. Let's talk about the album. Um, what was your, what were your thoughts? Um, I'm trying to remember, were they on your, your list, your 2020 list? I, I yeah, they were. I, I, I believe that they were like somewhere around 23 or something like that. The, the, the exact number um, escapes me, but obviously this was an album that I spent quite a bit of time with last year, but even going back and listening to it about five times this week, um, I actually think I liked it more this time around than I did last year, if that makes any sense. And I'll, and I'll explain why. I, to this point, have a soft spot in my heart for Tangled and Dream just because it was like kind of my exposure to the band. And my favorite album had been Embrace the Silence because I just, I, I thought the hooks on that album were just absolutely tremendous. And, and I actually went back and listened to part of it this week and I'm like, oh yeah, that's, there's a reason why I, I love that disc so much. I think that the new album is probably their, um, their deepest album. I can't say that my favorite songs are on there, although we'll get to one or two that are just absolute standout tracks for me. But I thought that from one to 10, every song was very, very good. And like, you could see that they put a lot of effort into making this just an absolute crushing return after, after a six year hiatus, you know, if you will. Uh, for me, I think it just starts out so strong with Dead Elysium being one of the most catchy melodic songs on the disc. And Count Your Days, obviously, being another kind of mid-paced, really catchy tune. Uh, I, I think it's a perfect start to the album. If I had one complaint, it would be that a lot of the songs, or I would see about seven or eight of the songs are kind of that mid-tempo uh, sound. And even though they're very melodic, they, they, they have that similar pacing to them. And that there wasn't enough of a dichotomy throughout the album where it was kind of took you on a journey of ups and downs. The flip side, though... I think that Salvis, which I'll just take it right here and tell you, this is my song of the week. That song between the lyrics, the phenomenal video that they put out for it, that to me was the best song on the album. And it's so, and I think that what I loved is you had three songs that kind of started off the album that were kind of catchy mid-tempo bangers. And then you had this power ballad, which was phenomenal. And it's just one of the catchiest songs in their entire catalog, at least to me. I totally agree with what you said about like it, it, the album itself kind of is, it's kind of the same tempo for the most part from start to finish. And it was kind of hard for me to pit to, I mean, I know what my favorite song is and it's the same as yours. So the hard part for me would actually be picking like a backup song because yes. all the songs are so good to me, like, and they're all in that same sort of vein. So like, what do you choose? Um, yeah, it's funny because there's like similar in length, similar in style, similar in tempo. 
I think that there's certain things about other songs that stand out. And I'll, I'll get to that. But to me, it, it's it's some of the tracks are a little bit indistinguishable unless you're really, really concentrating on them. And it, to me, it's like just one awesome, you know, like 45 minute loop of songs or, you know, hours worth of songs that are just on a loop. Um, that's my only gripe about the album and why I guess I don't have it as like a 10 because it's just it's missing that element that, you know, some of the other albums uh, had but yet every song in and of it in and of himself is 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 excellent right and that, i totally agree um to me like i actually completely listened to the wrong album prepping for this episode i just it was just one of those weeks and i i was listening to our the album we're talking about next week um symphony x's uh new mythology suite for like i think it was like Wednesday or Thursday night, it just hit me. And I'm like, I've been listening to the wrong album. Um, but thankfully, we were talking about an album that I really didn't need to do a lot of, you know, extra listening on because I listened to this album a lot um, last year and prepping for our best of 2020 episode. So I got I listened to it, I think, uh, three times since I remembered what the hell I was supposed to be doing. And I listened to it a couple of times today, actually, with headphones on and listen to this album with headphones on. The production is so strong. And uh, shout out to Dean Wells of Teramese, who produced this album for Vanishing Point. Um, the sound is so crisp. The guitars sound great. The, the drums sound great. And, I mean, Silvio, his vocals are so fantastic. This is a guy who's got such a unique voice and um, his voice is such a, a, a strong point uh, to this band to, to kind of go with, uh, you know, Bushy and uh, Chris's good, you know, guitar um, dual, whatever you want to call it um, because the guitar work is so strong, but the vocals are so good. Um this yeah, I'm, I'm just, glad you. I'm glad you bring that up. I just want to. I just want to say one thing. If you listen to like the other really kind of ballady song on the album, "Free," I think it's probably Silvio's best vocal performance on any Vanishing Point disc. I thought his vocals on that track were outstanding, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, sometimes he, he's so clean and so good that he kind of gets lost to, to the to the just the melodies of the songs. But I thought like "Free," I just thought it was like a breakout performance for him. I think that just one of the draws of this band is that nobody, I, I, I can't think of anybody that sounds like Silvio. Like he just has such, such a, unique, a unique voice. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it, it's, it carries over live, like getting to see them live. He sounded just as good. And um, he was, I'll tell you, he was, I don't know if he was nervous or just like really focused, but he went, meanwhile, the rest of the band were like, just partying, having a great time talking to everybody. Silvio was like very, very serious. The few times I saw him before the performance. And then afterwards he was just like everybody else having a blast. But he, I think was really focused on, on really doing a great job live. And and he did, he certainly did. What, uh, I guess I'll ask you, you know, what, if you have to pick a, your track of the week, which one are you going with? And I think that there's obviously nine other worthy contenders, but I'm curious to see what you ultimately decide after having stole your thunder. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it'd be a close call between the first two tracks, uh, Dead Elysium and Count Your Days. And it's actually kind of cool because, um, those are the two songs that, uh, Chris sent me the demos for like months, months before, almost a year before the album came out. And I didn't really, 
tell anybody because you know I just didn't want to. You know, I thought he was doing doing me a solid and letting me hear it, and so I didn't really want to like break that trust. But um, so I, I had been you know I'd heard those songs before they were released. So um, if I had to pick one, ugh, I guess I would probably just like, go with Dead Elysium. Just edges it out. I love just how it starts, not just the song, but the whole album with that you know that piano uh, intro. And one of the things that, you know, another thing that really stands out about Vanishing Point for a band that doesn't have like a, you know, a guy, like a name, like a, a keyboard player, there's so many like fantastic orchestrations throughout this album. You would think that they would have a guy that, you know, I don't know if it's just one of the members of the band takes care of the keyboard parts or whatever, or the orchestrations, but um, it's so just that that part of the when you listen to it and you just hear that it's there's so much classical influence and um i love that mixed with and i think it's part of guitar parts it's so yeah i I didn't mean to cut you off i I think it's just such a um a critical part of their sound i was surprised to find that out as well just because to me it's like you it's not vanishing point without those keyboards and those uh orchestration parts that kind of just lend itself to the music it's so it's such an integral part of their sound i'm surprised that i couldn't even tell you who actually plays that on the albums yeah and and i'm kind of looking and i'm not really seeing anything that says it for sure so maybe maybe it's just a group effort but um it's such an integral part to their sound so um you know i i don't know that i really have too much to stay, say specifically from track to track, just because I just really enjoy mo- like this whole album. Kind of all the songs are re- are just all great to me. Um, so like that's that's kind of how I feel. I'll say a couple of things. The the song that I had always struggled with the most on this album was "To the Wolves," and maybe that's just because it has these two bangers to begin the album. And my favorite track, uh, "Salvus," is the fourth track. "To the Wolves" is kind of like sandwiched in between there i came around on that though having listened to it a bunch this week um it is it is a really solid track so i think that's just a testament to to how good the album is um and and just going back to salvas for a second the 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 um the bombastic nature of that track it almost reminds me of a devin townsend track in certain ways and every time i hear it i feel like it's something that devin would have released on one of uh his more recent albums where he's got like the big orchestration and like just like the the, the the crescendo of sound. And again, this is coming from someone who's not as, um, I guess, musically inclined as, uh, as some other people. So my, my description, I don't even know that it's necessarily on point, but just that crescendo of sound that, that they have on, on Salvis, it reminds me of a Devin Townsend song. And that's not a bad thing. It's actually a really, really good thing. And I think they do it well. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I, I just remember when this this song was released as, as a single um maybe about a month before the rest of the album came out and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, yeah, it's just, I, I, if you didn't choose it, that would have been definitely my, my pick of the week as well. But, um, 
it's just a real like for an album full of like really good songs this one is is really great and and i'll say this you know it's i i um it, Vanishing Point is one of those bands that whenever they come out with an album, I wind up playing it so much. And then there's a, then there's this hiatus for them, you know, like I said, between these albums. And I kind of don't go back to them that much. And, and it's not because the albums aren't great, but just because other things come out, there's new things, there's bands that are just releasing albums a little more consistently. And I wind up going back and I'm like, blown away when i do but i i just don't listen to them as much as i guess some other bands and that's that's on me uh, i'll just read something funny i got a text message from someone and, and this person does not listen to the show so this is not a plug for somebody that's out there but i got a text message out of the blue on february 18th so it was about a week and a half ago now and this is i'll just read it it goes quote had it for seven months didn't think much upon the first listen put it aside just gave it a second spin in big capital letters, awesome. Next set, next message, the latest vanishing point. So he had no idea we were doing this album, and that was somebody else's opinion. It just kind of hit him too upon that second listen. Uh, to me, this is kind of a grower of an album, and, and I enjoyed it when I first heard it, but I even enjoyed it more this time around as opposed to the couple of times that I listened to it back in 2020. I, I guess there's like... When, when people ask us like, um, you know, would you like to talk about this or, you know, put in a request or whatever, like I'd say most of the time I'm pretty excited about it, but like, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, all right, I'm really going to have to, to kind of like pay attention and really take some notes and, and really listen to this with, with, uh, you know, an open mind uh, more so than maybe I had in the past. This was not one of those albums. This was just like something I was like, this is going to be easy for me to listen to, um, because I just knew how much I enjoyed listening to it before. I was just like, oh, great. I get to listen to the, the latest Vanishing Point album a few times. And I was so excited I listened to Symphony X for four days. First, so. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to keep the suspense building. So, you know, that's 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 not a bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the band's uh, trip to the U.S. when they played at Prague Power USA. Um, uh, they they had, had to fly through the uh, United Arab Arab Emirates, um, which I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Are we blocked by them on YouTube or no? I'm not not sure. yet, but I actually, we, we got blocked again in, in the four countries that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. So consistent, if nothing else, uh, but, uh, to, to all of our fans in the UAE, keep listening. Thank you. We appreciate yeah. the support. Shout out to Qatar. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they had, they had to do a connecting flight from Australia to Qatar to, um, the U to Atlanta. So, I mean, it was a heck of a trip for them. So they uh, had, I think they were in Atlanta for just about a week. And, you know, we got in on Tuesday night. We usually come in a bit early. The first, uh, the first day of bands is on Wednesday and, and we're, you know, we're sitting outside and we're like, all right, it's our friend Amy's birthday. We're going to have, we just spent 15 hours in the car. We're going to have one drink, go to bed and, you know, start the day fresh. And sure enough, we end up meeting most of the band and uh, just hanging out in the courtyard of the hotel, drinking beers, tell, like getting to know each other, telling stories, hearing uh, former <laughs> former bass player Adrian doing his Borat impression. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was laughs. Uh, we met Chris first. He was outside barefoot. Uh, I think he was just outside smoking a cigarette and, um, you know, I said to him, dude, um, 
he was super friendly. And I was like, dude, why are you so familiar to me? Why do you look so familiar to me? And he goes, uh, you know, in his, his unmistakable Australian accent, uh, you know, I play guitars for Vanishing Point. I'm like, that's why I know you from seeing you in the music videos. Cause you know, nowadays we buy all our albums digitally. At least I do. I don't look at liner notes anymore. So I don't know what anybody looks like in these bands. So that was how I met Chris Porcienko. And I would go on to meet, uh, Bushy, his real name is James, but he goes by Bushy. And if you've seen his beard, you'd understand why. Hmm. And uh, Adrian was also with them. And um, they had a, a, a drummer who was filling in for their previous drummer who had just left the band. And um, he didn't end up staying with the band. Um, they announced actually that um, Damian Hall would be their new drummer. I believe he recorded the drums on Dead Elysium and uh, Gaston Chin uh, was announced as a new bass player uh, replacing Adrian, who I think had just, um, you know, he's, he was starring a family and I think he just wanted to kind of do his own thing. So, um, but we, oh my God, the laughs that we had, you know, the next thing you know, it was like four 30 in the morning and we were like, um, Prog so much Power for the one beer. Yeah. Prog Power hasn't even started yet. And we're sitting outside at 4.30 in the morning with a cooler and half a vanishing point. <laughs> and I was just <laughs> I was just glad they weren't playing the next day because I would have felt bad that if they all came out on stage all all groggy and hung over. Um, so after that, like, we were just like, they like they would come find us in, in the courtyard, um, like, every night because we were the only ones there the first night. So that's who they met first. And um, to say like that, uh, that, these guys weren't the nicest people. I mean, um, they were, they were going around. They were, they hung out every night. They talked to anybody that wanted to talk to them, took photos. Uh, once Silvio got to perform on Friday night, he was out there uh, hamming it up with everybody. His wife was with him. He was having the time of his life. And um What's funny is that on this, the last night everybody was there on Saturday night, I had said to them in my stupor, um, I'm going to take you guys out to dinner at the Vortex tomorrow night because everybody else is going to go home. We'll still be here. And I'm thinking to myself, like, the next day I'm hungover. They're not going to remember this. And sure enough, I get a, a Facebook messenger <laughs> message uh, from Chris. And he's like, so what time are we <laughs> heading out to dinner? And I'm like, oh, crap. Wow. Like. Not that I don't want to have dinner with them, but I would rather just lay in bed until I have to leave on Monday. But sure enough, I mustered up enough energy and I uh, I had my car with me down there. So I was driving uh, all of Vanishing Point, Silvio's wife and the bass player from uh, uh, what was the name of the band? He was there. Um, vis he was visiting the Black State Majesty. Yes, Black Majesty. Um, he was there too, just hanging out. He was there that first night too. I forgot to mention him. Another great dude. Um, he was just happened to be there. And, too, and you so. were driving what, like a, an Altima at the time, right? Yeah. So I had to take everybody. In, I had to take everybody in. I think three separate trips, and I also had uh, Amy and, and our friend Mike Riley with us as well. And so I think three trips. I get everybody to the vortex. Um, they can't even see us at one table because there's so many of us. I uh, I park my car. Finally, I come inside. We sit down. Uh, Adrian's a vegan and we're at the vortex. So we just order him like a gigantic plate of French fries. It's about the only thing he could eat in the whole restaurant. Um, and we're just sitting there and, and, and we're, you know, just eating, shooting the shit, whatever. And it's time to go. I go outside, I go to my car and I got, there's a boot on my car. I got booted in Atlanta cause I parked in a 15 minute parking zone on a Sunday night that I didn't notice. 
And I'll never forget the quote that came out of Bushy's mouth. And he just looks up at the sign and he looks at me and he just goes, that's an expensive lesson in reading. And <laughs> so I ended up having to pay for the last lifetime, right? It's yeah. I ended up having to pay $80 to get a, a cop to come and, um, and remove the boot from my car. I gave him my credit card and these guys felt so bad that they paid for my ticket. I mean, uh, Silvio insisted that like he, he, he put the fear of God in me with the look that he gave me. Like if I didn't take his money, I was going to end up with cement shoes somewhere, but um, <laughs> I, it's, it was so funny. And just to cap off that story, the, um, so the, the sticker that they put on your car, I don't know if you remember color forms when you were a kid, but they were like those things that like stick onto windows and you could peel them right off or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's what they use for the ticket. Like it just says like, you know, they put it on your window and it's like, call this number and I got the boot removed. So I kept it and I signed it and I gave it to Chris and I said like two vanishing point. Thanks for like a week that'll, you know, a memory that'll last a lifetime uh, and the, and expensive lessons in reading. And, <laughs> and I signed it and I gave it to him and knowing him, he probably still has it. But um, that, that was my, uh, my personal experience with, uh, with vanishing point. At Proud Power, uh, and needless to say, they they put on a hell of a show uh, as a band. But that one hour, compared to all the other hours of entertainment, is kind of funny. That that's kind of like the fleeting memory I have is the actual live performance, as compared to the the personal experience. So yeah, it, it's it, when the personal experience I think sometimes even enhances the enjoyment of the band. Just if if, if people are, are are that nice, I, I wish I had the chance to meet them. I'll ask you this question before I ask you to rate the album. Do you have any idea what the plans are? Is it going to be another six or seven years before we get a Vanishing Point disc? You know, my guess would be like it's probably going to be for them, you know, the four or five, six year just because like everybody in the band has got, you know, families and and their own things going on. So just to get everybody in, you know, to, together to get everything done is is hard for them. And being that, you know, Vanishing Point isn't there primary job um sure. you know, unfortunately it can't be their first priority but um whenever it is that it does come out i have little doubt it's going to be just as fantastic as this album was and uh and i'm hoping that in the interim kind of like they did in between uh dead elysium and the previous release maybe we'll get another visit from them to the to the states i know that i, I i'm always pushing for them to come back uh, whenever I talk to the, you know, any of the, the proud power promoters. Um, but, uh, and especially for like you and, and Mike uh, who were really looking forward to seeing them and couldn't make it that year. It would be nice to give you guys kind of a mulligan on that one. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, they've, they've done so many successful tours throughout Europe and obviously Australia and New Zealand, but uh, to get them back in the States at least one more time would be, uh, would be fantastic. So we'll, 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 we'll keep our fingers crossed for that scale of one to 10. What are you giving uh dead illusion? Uh, this is a, a 9.0 for me. Uh, just a really, really strong fan, like just really great album. Um, I don't know that I would call it a, a classic, but um it's it's just as i mean it's as good as you could possibly want from an album with in this in this vein this type of music the vocals are fantastic the the production is so crisp and so clean the guitar work is fabulous like 
Um, the vocals, like I said, of Silvio is, is unmatched. Um, I mean, this is really just pretty much as good as it gets for this genre of music. Uh, yeah, definitely 9.0 for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I give it a really strong 8.5, and I would say I just think it's their most complete uh, album. So I look forward to hearing more, obviously. Um, but I, I just thought that it was it was it was jam packed, and and there's not a dull moment for the entire you know hour that you're listening to it. It's just a really solid disc from beginning to end. And like I said, I think it's their most complete album. And, and I, I I say that with with uh, a ton of love. For for like embrace the silence and 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 even in the last the last album distance is the sun very good but I, I I do think that this uh may have topped them all to be honest with you yeah and I think there's something to be said for for taking the time to make an album exactly the way you want to I mean you have six years to really like to temper it and make any sort of changes you need to make I mean like in all honesty if you had to wait six years for an album to come out anything less than what they produced would have been disappointing just for the the amount of time that it took and they did not disappoint I mean the 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 songwriting in this band has always been so unbelievably strong and and you know I think you know with age it's just you know these guys are just going to keep writing better and better songs and this is just an example of of that and again like you know you take six years of your best songwriting and instead of cramming it into three albums and then writing some lesser you know songs that maybe aren't as good i mean i think that you know maybe this is a secret to their success is kind of uh you know spacing out their albums a bit more so that only the 10 best songs that they came up with in six years make it onto the album yeah, it's like a perfect example of less is more. And I think that that uh, it, it speaks to why the entire discography is, is probably as good as it is. Um, and I guess with that, let's uh, let's put a bow on Vanishing Point. We uh, obviously appreciate the request. We'd ask everyone that's out there to keep uh, giving us the uh, positive feedback. Write us a review so other people can help find the show because we know you're out there. We know you're listening, but um, the comments help even more people find it. So we would obviously appreciate that. And uh, next week, we'll go back to Symphony X's 5 album, which had been kind of hijacked with the, the lane news. And obviously, the, 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 the first of the month request that we, that we, try, to, we try to give, uh, you know, as of late. And then I'll have something uh, in store after we, after we do Symphony X next week. Yeah, and since we are uh, doing Symphony X next week uh that should mean that i will be listening to stradivarius for the week uh, <laughs> well at this point you're already uh prepped for symphony x you don't even have to listen right yeah i mean hey listen that, that's an album that's definitely worth going back to so um yeah for sure it, it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to discussing that uh, uh we're sorry if anybody was really looking forward to it that it got delayed but we never had any plans of uh of canceling it we just kind of sometimes got to make uh some other prioritize some other things, but um, yeah, I, I know, and I'm looking forward to uh, you picking the album after that. I feel like it's been a while since uh, it has, and I have like so. this ongoing list. And I, uh, at this point, I don't even know which that I, I had something chosen, but now I feel like I should choose something else just because uh, we, we've kind of gone in a little bit of di- different directions ourselves. So I, 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 uh, I have to actually narrow it down now. I have like this uh, massive list that I've begun to compile. Yeah, not to mention, like you said at the start of the show, the 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 some of the requests that we've been getting and and really good suggestions too. Uh, it's probably stuff that we might have gotten to eventually, but this is kind of gonna um, you know make it happen, expedite it a little bit quicker than maybe we had planned, which is uh, 
fine by me. Like I, I have enjoyed talking about albums that I knew start to finish like Avantasia and Delane. And I've really enjoyed talking about albums that I didn't know that well, like zero hour and, and uh, Iron Maiden's killers. So um, yeah, bring it on everybody. Like we, we welcome the, uh, the suggestions and we appreciate the feedback and uh, yeah, just everything Justin said, I, I second it. Awesome. Uh, with that, we'll put a bow on Vanishing Point, and we'll come back next week with some Symphony X. Have a good week, buddy. All right, you too. Take care. <laughs>